Hello, my friends out there. Justin Flaskard here. Welcome to All My Friends. And today, it's just another episode of me. I did one last week, and now, well, I'm doing one again. Hopefully, you are all being safe and adhering to social distancing guidelines and, well, quarantine yourself. How are you doing? Mentally, are you good? Physically, are you good? Mentally, I'm feeling all right. There's only one case of the virus here in Laramie. Um, so it's not as scary as it is, but I'm taking all the precautions just like you guys are in staying home, staying out of the stores, not handshaking, not, uh, you know, covering our mouths, all that good stuff. Um, so I'm, I'm feeling good mentally. I'm not drained from being at home. Um, I could walk around the block if I wanted to. I'm lucky enough to live in a house, not in a huge apartment complex like a lot of people around uh, the United States and world. Um, that, that would just be painful and torturous, but people keep up the good work, keep quarantining yourself, stay away from that virus. It's taking lots of lives. It doesn't matter on your age or anything like that. It does kind of adversely hit the, the elderly and the young, but it's hitting people all in between and killing them and killing them. We don't have any virus, uh, protection. AKA a vaccine. Uh, scientists are working diligently on them. Might be a long time before that happens. Probably a lot of our best bets is getting the sickness ourselves, hope it doesn't kill us, and developing our own immunity to them, our own um, uh, antibiotics. But I don't want to take that risk. Um, so I like to delay getting sick or not getting sick at all and push it to further down the road. And maybe there'll be a bed, a hospital bed available for me if I get that sick. Physically, I'm doing all right. Uh, I get a lot of steps in going up and down my stairs. My home office, where I'm at now, where I'm doing all my home work, because I'm not at work at University of Wyoming, uh, I do go in one day a week. Uh, that's a whole different story. We'll get to that later in the show here. Um, I go up and down my stairs a lot. I walk around my house a lot. Um, I can take walks around the block. Um, I'm doing some... DDP yoga, I'm not as diligent at it as I used to be, and you get back in it. There's a nice little promo for it. Need to back, get back in that program. Um, but I, I'm doing all right. I'm not eating myself to death. I'm eating good. I'm trying to build my immune, immunity. Hopefully, you're doing the same, uh, that you're not just eating everything in your house uh, or and not working out or, or not getting some physical activity because you are cooped up in the house. Just because you're home doesn't mean you can't get a, some exercise in. Uh, keep yourself mobile. Keep yourself mobile. It's good for your immunity. It's good for the psyche. Now, last week, I thought I was making a proactive move at my job and worked out a schedule with my coworkers for one of us to be on campus at a time during the week and take care of our campus duties. There are not many. One person can do it each day of the week. It's, it's pretty easy like that. After my coworkers and I agreed on a plan, I sent it to my boss. He didn't like that we had a group plan and wanted individual plans from us that laid out what we were going to do when we were working from home. I was kind of shocked. I thought we were beyond asking to work from home. I thought it was preferred. I put my plan in and was approved, and so now I'm working at home. But now I have to give a bi-weekly report of what I'm doing from home. But if I went to my office, I wouldn't have to do the reports. So I feel kind of punished for working at home, even though our boss said in a meeting the other day, I, want, I prefer you guys work from home. Please work out individual plans. But yet, I still got to do bi-weekly reports. I don't mind doing a, week, a bi-weekly report or a weekly report. That'd be easy. But bi-weekly, that's a bit much. 
Now, I did find out I could work from home 10 hours a day if I wanted to. So I could work four tens, like Monday through Thursday, but as long as I work 10 hours a day, you know, stay on my computer, answer emails, uh, answer questions, answer phone calls. Um, that's interesting. I'll probably stick to the nine to five, five days a week schedule. Um, just because people stop working after a certain hour at night and they want to answer, have me answer questions like on a Friday or on a Monday. And I got to be available to, for that because I do have a lot of knowledge with this company called Zoom. You guys may be familiar with it. Uh, I have a lot of knowledge with it. I've run that program, that application at the University of Wyoming for the last three, four years. Uh, it started off in our outreach school when we had an outreach school. And I learned it forwards, backwards. And then I got moved to IT when they dissolved the outreach school. The outreach school would be a great thing at this time. They mastered online uh, delivery and they kept people in the loop and they made it easier for you. And now it's kind of a hot mess um, learning online stuff. I have to teach so many instructors what to do and how to do it via Zoom and tell them the limitations of what and what we can't do. And then all these things come out like the zoom bombs of people jumping into meetings and flashing stuff um there are passwords you can put into play so that doesn't happen um, but people are getting freaked out about that so i have to help them out and so i couldn't imagine myself not working five days a week helping the instructors out helping students out of the university of wyoming because that's what i do now that all of us are at home quarantining ourselves or even on state quarantined we're all watching all these streaming services and one streaming service, one particular program has kind of gave us a distraction and it's called the Tiger King. Now, if you haven't watched the Tiger King on Netflix, go watch it now. Put this podcast on pause. Go watch it now. I'll wait. If you didn't pause the podcast, spoilers about the Tiger King are about to come now. Here's my first spoiler. The Tiger King went to Laramie High School. And that's the same high school I went to. He went there about 10 years before I did, Joe Exotic did. About 10 years, maybe 11 years before I did. Um, so he's from Wyoming. Uh, have you watched his music videos? Uh, during the, the seven episodes, they allude to the music videos. Here, Kitty Kitty. Hey, Tiger. I think that's one of them. Um, go watch the music videos on YouTube if you haven't had a chance. Uh, I, I'm sure he's thinking that he is king of the world right now with all his notoriety, even though he's, he's in jail. Now, I think he got a new lawyer uh, that's going to help him reduce that time. He got like 22 years for being part of a scheme to um, murder for hire. And I think there are more people involved that didn't get caught, that should have gotten caught. They were part of the scheme, but kind of ratted him out, made him the fall guy. And truthfully, he's not that smart enough to get that done. I know it was probably a lot of venting, um, to actually have Carol Baskins killed, um, but uh, I, I didn't think he was the main culprit. I think there were a lot of people involved at his uh, Tiger Zoo sanctuary. Now, did you know they're reopening the missing persons case for Don Lewis, Carol Baskins' ex-husband, that Joe thinks she killed? And he wrote songs about it, song about it here, Kitty Kitty. Um, check that song out on YouTube. I need to dive into his uh, Joe Exotic TV on YouTube, see all those crazy things. It's one of the, the greatest slices of life I've ever seen in a documentary series. I learned a lot about um, big cat zoos. Uh, and I don't think 
Carol Baskin Zoos anymore, uh, or sanctuary or rescue places any any more innocent in this issue because if if she was truly a person behind her words, the cats would all be in their natural habitat out in the wild. They wouldn't be in sanctuaries in the United States. We wouldn't allow people to buy them and bring them here, breed them here. Um, we'd make laws. She just wants to be the only one. And she doesn't like the petting and the cuddling uh, of animals that Joe did. Um, but these animals are never going to go back in the wild. So I don't know why we have to treat them that way because they were bred in captivity, born in captivity. Um, so they're never going back in the wild, especially back to like Africa or Asia. They're definitely American cats. We got to keep them safe. We can't introduce them into our wild. It's just a whole different predator out there. Um, so we have to take care of them. So why not make them more friendly with people um, by bringing them up in a friendly world um, when you raise them? But they still are wild animals. Ask uh, Siegfried and Roy if tigers are still wild animals because uh, they've been mauled a few times by them. I know I have little cats, and I'm about to tell you about them here in a minute. And if they were any bigger, they would jack me up because they are still felines that want to um, hunt and kill and stalk. I mean, it's in their DNA. And so even if you keep them well-fed or in cages, they're going to lash out here and there because they are that kind of animal. They're predators. They're predators. So I have no desire to own a big lion or tiger or a liger, even though ligers are my favorite animal, bred for magic. And a little Napoleon Dynamite right there. Um, so, I, but it's a great show. Go check it out. Uh, if you're looking for another show to watch on Netflix, I watched You. Great series. Uh, we're watching Ozark right now, season three. So if you haven't watched that from the beginning, go watch it now if you're looking for things to watch. Um, I'm a huge wrestling fan, so I watch every little documentary thing on the WWE Network. Been watching that. Um, I went back and watched, I'm watching Lost again, the TV show Lost. I'm watching that on Hulu. Um, so there's lots of stuff to do. Go and watch, if you're into them, the Avengers series from chronologically in order. So you start with Captain America, Captain Marvel, and you watch till the very end of Endgames. Uh, watch, watch it. It's good. It's good. If you're into Marvel, you're going to enjoy it. Or go watch the Star Wars series. There's so many things to do, so much entertainment to have at your house, streaming services, music. You can listen to podcasts. Listen to this podcast. You can listen to CowboyJoeRadio.com. That's my other side gig that you may know about or may know me from. So go over. Once you're done listening to podcasts, listen to Cowboy Joe Radio all day long, 24 hours a day. We're your number one source, your number one soundtrack for this quarantine. Great music, great shows, and we won't steer you wrong. You will love it. It's CowboyJoeRadio.com. And I told you I was going to talk about my cats because they're generally around me at all times. They're not right now. They are sleeping in the daytime. I have two cats, Carl, he's 12 years old, male, and Althea, seven years old, female. I guess they're my co-workers now since I've been working from home. Now, Carl, he's technically my cat, and I named him after um, a name that was shouted out at a music festival, Rothbury Music Festival, uh, 2008 in Michigan. Uh, we were leaving Widespread Panic. That was the first time I saw Widespread Panic. And walking through this tripped-out forest called the Electric Forest, it's like walking into a blacklight picture. It was crazy. Lights are going off, flat, you know, strobe lights, all sorts of laser shows. And from the crowd ahead of us, we're walking over to watch uh, Primus 
on the late night stage. You can hear him in the background. My name is Mud. It's awesome. And so in the crowd ahead of us, you could hear just this coming through the crowd. Carl, Carl. People are just yelling, Carl, left and right. Carl. So we get in on the mix. Carl. I don't know if Carl was ever found, but we were all looking for him at one time. And I've seen stories where people are like, oh, I was Carl or I knew Carl. I doubt it. I doubt it. I seriously doubt it that that Carl knows who he was or was ever found or he's a real person. And so people ask me, well, who's Carl? And I was like, well, who isn't Carl? And so I got back from that festival and I got Carl in 2009 and his name at, from the rescue shelter was Bucky. That wasn't happening. I was naming Carl. And the people that went to that festival that even know about the name Carl just love it because they love shouting Carl. It's such a great name. Some of you may know the Carl name from Walking Dead that came later. And so they're like, oh, did you name after Carl from Walking Dead? No, I didn't. It's from a music festival. And so he's, he is a very aggressive cat. When I first got him, um, they called it very overstimulated. And he was very bitey. That's what it is. And so one night when I was drunk, um, I tried to stop the biting and really just jacked up my arm and learned a lesson. I will never stop him from being that aggressive. I never could. You'd be sitting on the counter and he'd take shots at you as you walked by, mostly everyone else but me. So I used to say, Carl hates everyone but loves me, probably because I fed him and gave him a home and all that. But then we got Althea. And Althea is my girlfriend's cat. And we got her and it totally changed his attitude. It was great. He, I guess, probably takes out more of his anger or just frustrations out on her. He thinks she's his toy. Now you hear the name Althea and you're like, oh, it's a Grateful Dead song. You must have named her. Well, sort of. We are kicking around names. It's my girlfriend's cat, Tia. And she's like, how about this name and this name? I'm like, meh. And we're down to two, Athena and Althea. Well, at the time I worked with a girl named Athena, thought I would for a long time, I no longer did, so we could have named her Athena. And But she said Althea, and I was like, oh, that's a Grateful Dead song. But I'm not going to tell my girlfriend that, because then we won't name her Althea. So I was like, oh, I like Althea. I kind of you know, said it that way, but didn't oversell it. And she's like, oh, that's a great name, we'll name her that. Put on the paperwork and everything. And a few days after that, I was like, yes. And she's like, what? And I go, Tia was like, what, why, what? And I was like, Althea is a Grateful Dead song. It's a great song. If you haven't heard of people, go out and listen to it. It's a great song. But now she, our, our cat has a great name. She's a little gray and white cat. She's awesome, um, even though she's not technically mine. I am the favorite of the cats in our house. Um, but most dogs, most cats, when I meet them or hang out at somebody's house or meet their dog, they love me and they want to hang out. You know, why wouldn't me? I'm a great guy. But maybe it's because I feed our cats. I take care of their litter box more um maybe it's that i don't know they kind of battle to sit on my lap at night and that used to just be carl's spot like carl's very territorial of me and but althea she's wormed her way in so i have both cats on my lap a lot at night and i really would love if althea would hang out with tia at night and carl sat on my lap but i wouldn't get that i guess my lap is the place to me now they have a very interesting dynamic um carl feels the need he can just attack Althea and jump on her at any time and hump her even though he doesn't have those that body part that should have a sex drive behind it I think it's just a dominance thing but he does it all the time so she lives in fear a lot and he's about three times bigger than her he's a very tall long cat he's not a fat cat 
very tall, long cat. And so she'll be playing, but yet will stop because she thinks she's going to get attacked by him. So she always has to have one eye and one ear listening for the Carl attack. And I try to stop him. I really yell at him to stop him, but he looks at me like, why? This is my toy. Althea is my toy. And I'm like, no, we do not attack the other cat. We do not attack Althea. She's our friend. You love her. So I'll chastise him and be like, yeah. But then Althea looks at me like, no, we're having fun. No, that's okay. Don't beat up my boo. And I'm like, ah. So I can't win. Their, their dynamic is very interesting. But lately, at least in the last year, I've seen this happen a few times where Althea, Carl will be sleeping. Althea will just get up, walk over to him, and like throat punch him, jump at him out of nowhere. Uh, Tia's seen it once. I saw it uh, once. It's crazy. And I, I love that she does it. Puts him in his place. He needs to be put in his place. But he's getting older. So I'm worrying that she's going to jump in one time and it's going to hurt him. But until that day comes, you know, I'm not too worried about it. Uh, we have talked about getting dogs when Carl and Althea are gone. But, uh, and I grew up with dogs. Love dogs. We love to have dogs in my life. But yet, cats are so much easier uh, to me right now. Uh, you don't have to come home at lunchtime to let them out. Um, they have litter boxes, all that. They also don't shed as much. I, we have short hairs. And yeah, they kick up a lot of hair. And I see it in the vacuum. But they don't shed as much as dogs. I think there's still dog hair in this house. And I've tried to clean everything from when my parents owned it. And they had dogs. And I, I, I mean, every once in a while, I'm like, wow, that's some golden retriever hair right there. I really try. I mean, it's hard it kicks up sometimes and there's places in the house that you just don't go all the time. We have a sunroom in front of the house and I'm not there all the time, but I'm still, I think vacuuming up some dog hair out there. It's all good. It's probably mostly cat hair for that, but, um, I, I don't know if I'm going to get it. Want to get a dog. I'd have cats for the rest of my life. I think they're just easier to take care of. Uh, maybe, uh, if they were both like, you know, Althea, uh, not as, um, very scaredy cat-ish, not as social, but fun, lovey. Like, you should see Althea with Tia at night. It's kind of funny. It's interesting. I thought I was her favorite, but I'm not. Althea just, like, rubs on Tia at night, like, crawls up on her legs, like, on top of her head, shoulder, purrs at her. Like, it's very interesting, uh, that dynamic at night, um, because Althea during the day doesn't really hang out with Tia all that much. She tries. Last night, Tia was eating, and she wouldn't let, Althea wouldn't let Tia eat. Stop I mean, wouldn't let her eat right. Her face was like up in, like underneath uh, Tia's arms. Like Althea's like, I want to be petted. You're going to pet me now. I don't care what you're doing. So she has her own little attitude and they get along. It's really fun. Um, it took three, four, five years for Althea to come around to hanging out with Tia. But they're best of friends now. They have lots of fun. So I just want to tell you guys about the cats in my life. Probably bring them up on my show here and there when they're actually in the room. Um, when it comes around dinner time, they will not let me do anything. They want their food at their time. The earlier, the better for Carl. He's becoming a senior and likes to eat earlier in the day. Um, so I get him in my face and around that time, generally I used to feed him when I got home from work, like five, but on the weekends, okay, it's four. And then I get the, just in my face attitude of Carl messing with everything. He wants it at three. So I'm like, hey, eat now. I'm not feeding you again. And I feed each of them a half a can of wet food. It's full of protein. Helps them uh, sleep. When I want to go to bed, 
That's a handy trick. If you got a new cat, they're they're generally nocturnal. They're not nocturnal animals, but they like to be active at night. And so if you want them to go to bed at the same time you do, feed them at at, uh, at dinner time, um, hopefully around 5 o'clock, around when you eat, um, or their last meal of the day, however you dis- divvy out their food. Um, give them a half a can of wet cat food. Not a full can, half a cat can of it. And it really, really helps. Like when I first got Carl, he was crazy at night, knocking over stuff, getting into stuff. I, I barely slept. It was, it was rough. Um, and then I was found online. Online will tell you everything you need to know. And uh, I found a article about this is what you need to do. And I did that and it was just changed overnight. And I finally, I could get some sleep and wasn't a hot mess because he was knocking over everything at night. And he first, when I first got him, he slept by my ankles. Then slowly, slowly over the weeks, the days, the months, he ended up under my arm. Like he, now he sleeps. When I go to bed, he comes to bed. He doesn't make it there all night, but he sleeps under my right arm. Um, not necessarily under it, but in like armpit area, like on my, on the near my side and on my arm, that's his spot. And he's been sleeping there forever. And I remember when T and I, uh, first started living together, um, he was not having it and he would try to push her out of the way. And also he unpacked her when we didn't have Althea yet. It was just Tia, Carl and I in our house and he would unpack her clothes. Like she'd put them all in the drawers and everything. She had moved in. It was her house too. And he was like, nope, I'm not having it. So he unpacked her. A uh, little side story about the early days of Carl. And if you're fortunate enough to be one of my friends that has ever met Carl, you will totally understand what I'm talking about. And you're like, oh yeah, we love Carl. Carl's great. And maybe someday we'll get a meow on the show or something like that. But that's my podcast for this week. And for me, just talking Uh, Stay tuned for more podcasts with my friends.